Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm indoors indefinitely due to, well, the current global situation. But I'm not hard up. Actually, I welcome the news that I would be home for a while because my work is both stressful and physically exhausting and I haven't had a holiday in years. Same for my wife, who we'll call Eve. She's a proactive woman and highly self-motivated, both traits that are wonderful to have if you're working in sales. I've come to learn that these traits have made being isolated a bit difficult for her and I'm curious if I could get a little insight about the way she's handling the downtime. We've been married for seven years and have recently moved to the UK together. I'm British and she's American. When we first met, it was she who struck up conversation. I was quite content with being the wallflower, even though I did find her very attractive. I owe it to my English reserve. Being forward is a good trait to have for many reasons. For one, I'm certain we'd be married if it wasn't for her American upbringing. And two, her success can be attributed to her being unafraid of being social. Which is why I'm worried about her being in isolation for an extended period of time. And frankly, some of her coping mechanisms have been a bit odd. I never knew her to be a gardener, but she's taken to spending time in our garden. Tiling mostly, weeding and beautifying. She's moved furniture about and found the precise location for someone making use of the chair to catch the most sun. What little there is in a long sitting. She's also placed the plants in a way that they are receiving the exact amount of sunlight and shade as suggested for their variety. Beautiful, really. Her creativity has extended beyond the garden and has found its way inside, namely in our office. Prior to being furloughed and having to twiddle her thumbs for the foreseeable future, she would spend most of the morning and sometimes the afternoon locked away with her laptop, replying to emails at least twice a week. This isn't the case anymore, but she continues to follow the routine. I asked her one morning what she was up to, out of curiosity, and she smiled and said, You'll see. As ominous as that sounds now, at the time, I thought she might be writing a novel, painting, or doing something ingenious. I have always respected her ability to make much out of little, and she had expressed to me her desire to explore her creative side in the past. Sales isn't exactly sculpting after all. So, I left her alone and occupied my time reading, watching cartoons, or exploring intricate recipes. A few days passed, and I noticed that she was smiling more than usual. Don't get me wrong, she smiles often, 
but the happiness on her face seemed a bit unnatural, like she was struggling to keep it up. I could see that the muscles in her cheeks were twitching and her eyes squinted as if she had been staring at the sun. I asked if she was okay, to which she nodded and said, Of course. Mentally, I was also bored. I left the house once a day for my allotted exercise and when I returned, she was still in the room. Slightly annoyed, but mostly curious, I knocked. I was surprised when she welcomed me in and saw exactly what she had been busy with. In the middle of the room sat an intricately carved cardboard castle. Clearly, she had been etching and cutting the structure with intense care and scrutiny. I could tell where the pieces met. They all looked rather flush, as if bent rather than glued together, but the scent lingered in the air, and so I opened the window, which had been locked shut. As I admired the castle, I noticed that sat behind it were several steps, and on top of them were two figures, also made of cardboard, but coloured vividly. One was clearly her, with painted on blonde hair, a red shirt and black skirt. The other was me, shaggy, quarantine beard and all, spectacles and pyjamas. I asked her if this was some sort of skit she was working on, and she laughed before asking me to go, noting that it wasn't finished yet. I nodded and left her to it, my fascination with seeing the finished project growing. As the days passed, I walked by the office several times and caught her peeking out through the partially open door and could feel her eyes on me, though when I tried to catch her gaze, she quickly ducked away. Outside, I looked up at the window I knew she'd be at, but there too, she disappeared before I could catch a glimpse. I sat outdoors, enjoying the rare, warm spring weather, and waited. But she only left the room to join me in bed much later in the evening without a word. Today, I woke up after her. I hadn't heard her leave. I assumed she was in the office, but... When I passed by, the door was open. I stepped inside and found that the castle and the puppets were gone. The window open and fresh air pouring in. That's when I heard the distant jingle jangle of a tune, like one you might hear in a children's cartoon or at a carnival. I followed the noise down the stairs and found the music coming from the living room. There it was, the castle set up on the dining room table. The music was playing from behind the gates, if you could call it that, and as I entered the room, it transitioned into a slow drum roll. I noticed then that a chair had been sat in the middle of the room, and I imagined that it was for me. So, I sat. The gates opened, and out popped the two puppets at the end of sticks. If I squinted, I could see Eve's hand through the open doors, but a dark curtain kept her hidden from me. Oh, hello there, came a high-pitched, squeaky voice from the puppet resembling Eve. It moved side to side as it spoke. Welcome to Castle Eve. I am your host, Eve. And I'm Eve's helper, said, well, me, in a deeper, gruff, comical voice. I chuckled and rubbed my eyes. Today, we're going to demonstrate the proper way to wash your hands, said Eve. I rolled my eyes as I laughed. 
From over the top of the castle, a small cardboard basin was lowered. The puppet Eve approached it and tilted sideways, dipping her arm into the sink. Yes, yes, Eve, good form, said the puppet version of me. Mmm, good to wash your hands and stay clean, said Eve. You must stay clean during these trying times. Yes, you must. I held a smile for a moment as the puppet continually dipped its arm into the sink, repeatedly. As the act went on, I wondered if I should say something. Several minutes passed of the same repetitive movement, and I began to grow bored. I'm just going to grab some tea, I said aloud. The puppet stopped, and there was a momentary pause before the Eve puppet began to shake back and forth. The show's not over yet, sit down, it said. Sit down, shouted my puppet for simile. I sat down. Now, once you're done washing your hands, you have to make sure you clean your entire body, said the puppet Eve. You're always filthy. I'm always dirty, the puppet me responded, looking as downtrodden as it possibly could by tilting forward. I wondered if this was a personal jab. I do shower regularly. I'm a filthy little person who makes the whole darn house stink. Come here and I'll wash you. Eve took me over to the sink, the two puppets hopping slowly across the front of the table. Now, put your face right here. Okay, Eve, whatever you say. My puppet bent forward over the sink, and as he did, Eve hopped on his head and forced it down into the basin. There was a struggle as Eve grunted and hopped up and down on the figure. The guttural noises she produced were truly artistic. If I closed my eyes, I could picture someone drowning. All I could do was laugh, but my laughter faded as the bit played on. Get clean, you stupid idiot, shouted Eve. Get clean! Eventually, I, the puppet, stopped moving, its cardboard legs pointing upward toward the ceiling. Eve hopped back down onto the table, and a loud, content sigh escaped from behind the castle. All better. The end. Goodbye. The Eve puppet went back inside the castle. The music started up again, and the gates closed. My wife suddenly popped up and threw her arms in the air. What do you think? She exclaimed. A bit morbid, I said with a laugh, but, um, clever. She stared at me for a moment, and I rubbed the back of my neck. Do you want some tea? I asked gently. She continued to stare at me, and I could tell she was actually eyeing me from foot to head. Given I had just woken up, and I was wearing the same pyjamas I'd been wearing for a few days, I realised how shaggy my beard had become and how unkempt my hair was. I had been due for a cut prior to the isolation, which I had obviously missed. I could see her squint in dissatisfaction and I felt a bit embarrassed. Um, I'm going to make a tea, do some laundry and take a shower, I said. Yes, she replied. Do that. I left in a hurry and went about my business. That was this morning. I've since showered, washed the pyjamas I was wearing, 
and even shaved. I looked up tutorials on YouTube about how to give myself a haircut, but it may take me a while to get it down without simply placing a bowl on my head. When I went downstairs, the castle and the puppets were gone, presumably returned to the office. The table was clear, save for a sheet of paper which resembled a playbill one might receive at a show. The man who didn't shower was printed across the top, starring even husband. I laughed nervously. How silly, I thought. I do shower. Actually, I noticed more writing on the inside of the pamphlet. Coming soon to Castle Eve, the woman who gardened all day, the man who watched too many cartoons, the man who needs to clean up after himself in the kitchen, the man who didn't wake up, the woman who lived alone. We all cope in different ways. I imagine that this pamphlet is her own way of keeping busy. I know that this is a fiction she's created, but I can't help but wonder where these story ideas are coming from. I guess I'm writing this out because just a few moments ago, she slipped a piece of paper under the door of the office, clearly meant for me to find on my way to the bedroom. On it was a schedule of sorts, signifying that there would be a Castle Eve show again tonight, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow evening as well. Following, the man who needs to clean up after himself in the kitchen is written, special show. Also, this might be my imagination, but this afternoon in the garden, I noticed that the way the plants are arranged resembles a somewhat long, narrow rectangle. I kicked at the dirt below and it's all loose. Maybe she's planning on planting something, but it's a rather big plot and looks like it could be deeper than necessary. I blame myself for not paying attention. Maybe I do watch too many cartoons. Well, I can't say I'm too worried, but if you don't hear from me after tomorrow night, the puppets may have gotten me. I must go now though. I'm late for the show. And really, I don't want to upset her.